When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, this is Kate, and you're listening to the How to Be a Better Person podcast. This week's theme is, well, that sucks. <laughs> After all, I devoted two weeks to looking at the things about quarantine that were positive, that we wanted to keep around. But if you only focus on the positive without at least acknowledging the negative, you're deluding yourself. This week, let's get real about what's challenging about right now. Today's big idea is that the details of this pandemic and the implications it has on our lives is continually evolving. This week, we should start to hear from colleges what they've decided to do for the fall. I'm sure elementary, middle, and high schools will be shortly behind them. Some folks just found out last week that their kids aren't going to camp. Maybe you've recently heard that someone you know has gotten COVID or died. It's like the hits just keep on coming, and that means we're continually having to deal with new and different shades of grief. Because that's what really is at the crux of so much of the news regarding the pandemic. Loss. Loss of income, loss of life, loss of childcare, loss of a way of life, loss of a feeling of control. It's hard. And the tricky thing about grief is that it's a slippery little devil. You may not recognize it for what it is, and if you don't, it may be making you feel like there's something wrong with you for not being able to motor on as if everything's normal. Here's an example of how grief might work. I had a very dear high school friend. He was the closest thing I had to a brother growing up. And one day, he had a massive heart attack and died. He was, I think, all of 43. I went to his funeral, and it was so wonderful to be around people who knew him and loved him too. We could talk about him and laugh about the many, many funny stories. I'm telling you, this guy was a real character. But there was this one moment before the funeral happened when I was trying to just do my daily life, and grief did a sneak attack on me. It was when I was dropping my son off at daycare. He was two years old then, and something about the sweet way he held my hand on the way to the door of the daycare just slayed me. And as soon as he was inside, I turned back to walk to the car and immediately started sobbing. Just at that moment, the very lovely woman who worked at the daycare was heading inside, and she saw me. She asked if I was okay. I could just shake my head no, and I managed to squeak out that my friend died. She asked if I needed a hug. I said yes, and we had this very non-awkward, wonderful hug in the daycare parking lot, right next to the big green van where they piled all the kids in every day to take them to a different playground. And that's kind of how grief acts. It can pour itself all over you like someone booby-trapped a door with a bucket of water. And all you did was open the door, and the next thing you knew, you were dripping wet. 
Grief can also show up as a lot of different things, not just big salty tears or big sadness. Anne Lamont wrote an amazing essay about grief a million years ago, or 1997 to be more precise, when she was a columnist for Salon.com. It's called Diving into the Wreckage. I highly recommend it. I read it about once a year. And she wrote, Grief, as someone wrote, is a lazy Susan. One day it is heavy and underwater, and the next day it spins and then stops at loud and rageful. And the next it is wounded keening, and the next day numbness, silence. So if you're feeling something now that you don't recognize or understand why you're feeling that way, chalk it up to grief, which is an appropriate response to loss. There is nothing wrong with you. I know it doesn't feel that way. I know that grief with its variability can make you feel like there is definitely something off in your wiring, but that's just its nature. It's also one of the great things about it because it cycles you through so many emotions, it's kind of like a whole house decluttering, if you allow yourself to feel it. Grief will wring you out. It leaves you feeling lighter. It's like you had an emotional poop. And it always, always leaves a gift by the door on its way out. I can't say when that gift will arrive or what it will be or that you will even necessarily recognize it as a quote-unquote gift, but it will be something that makes you feel more whole than perhaps you ever have if you're willing to really go there. Grief can break your heart wide open, but the good news about it is that it makes it so much easier to really connect with other people and feel the beautiful tenderness of life. It doesn't break it down. It breaks it open. It lets other things in. It lets other people in. If you can accept that you're processing loss, you can also share it with someone else and accept the comforting gesture they make to you. I know it's hard when we're not hugging many people right now, and I know it may or may not be as profound a loss as losing a friend too young. Whether it's a little grief or a big grief, just be okay with the fact that it's here. Let it have its way with you. Tell someone you feel sad, or tell your journal, or both. We are all feeling grief about something we've lost to some extent right now. And because of that, it's even easier for us to be able to go there for each other. So don't be afraid to share with someone you trust, or even someone who just happens to be there, like the woman who worked in my son's daycare who happened to be in that parking lot. Geez, this got deep, huh? (laughs) Maybe you're just miffed that camp is canceled. I don't mean to tell you how to feel. I'm just saying, if at any point during this pandemic journey, you're confused about the way you feel, ask yourself, could this be grief? You're entitled to it, after all. If you need help quieting your nervous system in the midst of all that's happening, I pulled all the tips from my 21-day Calm the F Down Challenge that I ran here on the podcast from the end of April to the beginning of May into a pretty mini ebook. That can be yours for free by going to BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and entering your email address so I'll know where to send it. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. 
I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 